Hi, ladies. It's the Black Girls Do Everything broadcast, podcast, and we're still in the month of February in 2021, and we're working on self-care. So in our last episode, the homework assignment we left off with was for you to try to write down your schedule and just to look at it for a week. So I got a couple of comments about how hard that was to do right now because of COVID and people not going out and doing, you know, keeping the normal schedule that they would have. So my suggestion was to have what you're doing now, like on the top half of each day. And then if you can kind of sketch out what you would have been doing or you would be doing once you go back to work, if you're not working or if you're working from home, And you can designate your work hours, um, even though you're working remotely, on your schedule. So, let me, um, there were a couple of things that that were pointed out to me, and I want to make sure I don't forget them. As far as appointments go, a lot of people don't make their appointments in advance. And I lived that way for a long time, so I understand that. But uh, preventive screening is the best way to get ahead of possible problems because I'm sure that many of you like me when you discover a problem you know it ping-pongs around in your head like somebody uh, that opening shot on when people play pool and the balls go in every direction so you know as women of faith Yes, we know that faith and fear and worry travel in the same path. So we're supposed to just give it to God and, you know, be cool and wait to find out what's happening. But in reality, for most of us, you still have fear. You still have worry. Um, If you have children, you know, if there is something going on with you, how are they going to be taken care of? How will they be affected by it? If you have partners, how will he or she be affected by it? So it's just smart to comply with as much preventative care as as your health plan will cover. So, and if you don't have a health plan, you still have to figure out a way to get health coverage and take care of these issues. Um, The open market is back up in, in full swing again because of the new president. So you look through the marketplace. There are people out there to help you look through the marketplace. I hear a lot of people complain that their prices are too high. They're higher than they were before. And there are always people who are going to be in a gap where they're going to be penalized. That, that's just the way life is. It sucks. But if you have someone who knows the marketplace who helps you. You know, affinity offices popped up here in Orange County in upstate New York like crazy when the marketplace first opened up. And people needed help to figure out what they qualified for and what was best for them. And only you know that. Only you can sit down and say, you know, uh, nobody in my family wears glasses, so eyeglass coverage could be less. It's not that big a priority for us, but we do need to have annual or every other year uh, eye examinations. And, and look at that. If you add things like that to your policy, is it cheaper to go to a local um, optometrist? 
uh, and and get you know pay sixty dollars or a hundred dollars every two years as opposed to paying fifty or sixty dollar copay in your plan plus additional amounts. You know I'm not an expert at, at this by no means, but I've taken people to have it done, and I've helped people do it on the phone. So I know that if you get a good person who who really knows and who will keep searching and and will really ask you all the right questions and if you have the questions ahead of time that you can really get something that's better suited to you and at the same time you know make them aware of your budget limitations and while it seems like you know 150 200 is a lot a month for health care um I remember having a job where I had to pay $450 a month for myself and my daughter. If I was single, it would have cost me half that. But, you know, that was almost $500 a month, and it was killing me. And then my next job, um, when I went to the Board of Education, that was all covered, you know, within my dues. And so I'm very aware that, you know, extremely high health insurance it can seem like it's crucifying, but at the same time, not having health insurance will assist in your not getting care until there's a problem and the problem has really um, come to a bad point, you know, so that's why it's so important. If you can't do it, you can't do it, but if you're in a situation where you truly cannot do it, then you know, you you go to your local public assistance office and you find out if you're eligible for Medicaid. That's another way of finding out what you're eligible for and based on your income. And those numbers are extremely low. Um, you know, not to be sharing my personal business, but I will, and that I have already previously stated, being on disability, I applied for food stamps last year and they were generous enough to give me $16 a month. So, you know, you're living on less than $1,500 a month and that's what they see as being, you know, and that's why people get frustrated because it was like, why did I bother? Well, because of COVID, it has been worth it for me to bother because there have been a couple of dumps in that system where I've gotten more money um, more in, at food stamps, not cash, but food stamps that helped me get through November, December, and January. So that made it worthwhile. But it's frustrating for a lot of people to do that because you don't know, you know, if you're on the cusp, it's some of the numbers are online and you don't know what they deduct or what they don't apply or what they, so you really have to go through the system. But I got to tell you, I did it all online and the person called me, the next day, I missed the phone call. It took less than a month. I think it took less than two weeks for it to be processed through. It didn't start for a month, but everything was back until the day that I applied. So you need to do these things to get the information that you need. And it's a hassle and it's a headache. And I truly believe that these systems are set up to be a hassle and a headache so that you give up and you don't go for what it is that you need. Because one less person in the system pulling from the system is what they want. Okay, so now we're going to get off of that. Um, but that's all a part of self-care, having health care benefits. Finding a local, I used Planned Parenthood when I didn't have health care coverage. 
And um, the doctor there is a gynecologist, but a gynecologist is someone who's done an extra four to eight years, depending on what her specialty is, above being a, a physician. So she's a doctor. And, you know, if my blood pressure was high or this or that or that, you know, she could say to me, that didn't happen, but I'm just saying that person could say to you, you know, this might be something you need to stay on top of. So that's why I'm sharing um, that information because Planned Parenthood is being shut down across the country. Hopefully that will slow down now, but it um, is, you know, people don't understand that it's more than birth control and it's more than abortions. Um, I had a a medical condition as a youth that forced me to be put on certain pills to stop the problem and it had nothing to do with my not getting pregnant so you know I am pro-life and pro-choice and I'm not even going to go down that road but just understand that there are alternatives to certain types of health care especially for women there's alternative uh, holistic practices as well. So if you have a holistic practitioner and you have something going on, you know, your copay might be $50 or, you know, I know when I was in the Bronx, there were, you could pay for a plan for the year. Like if it was $600, you could pay $50 a month or $25 a month. And, um, I don't know if those things still exist, but you don't know if they exist unless you ask. And, They will, if things get to a certain point, refer you to a traditional doctor for traditional testing. So it's very, very important to stay on top of your health. I I just don't know how to not emphasize that. It's very important. And we're negligent and it can cause our death. You know, this is not something that you just dismiss and you say, oh, you know, I, I had a pain here we go with my personal business again. I had a pain for over 10 years. I have lupus. After each of my children were born, I had issues with hemorrhaging and blood clots. I mean, huge blood clots the size of my child that I gave birth to. And then um, with my youngest, my last child, there was an issue of the fibroid being fed by the hormones from the pregnancy and the fibroid was almost as big as the baby. So no one bothered to tell me that I needed to have my fibroids checked every year. When I went back for my 10 week checkup and she checked, she didn't even see the fibroid, so they let it go. So I'm having these issues for 10 years and because I have lupus, everything is, oh, it must be the lupus, it must be the lupus, we don't know the lupus that well, it must be the lupus. I mean, crazy symptoms passing out, um, losing my eyesight, going to see a movie, stepping outside into bright light, can't see, pain in my abdomen, pain around my heart, crazy symptoms. Everything was, it's got to be the lupus, it's got to be the lupus. The lupus is jumping from my skin to my organs. I mean, just completely bizarre. I go for a pap smear and my doctor is running late. So, they asked me, do I mind going to the nurse practitioner? I say, no, I go in to see her. And while she's doing the internal exam, she taps something and she's like, Oh my God, girl. She's like, how long have you had this thing in here? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Now, when she tapped it, it stung whatever she touched. And from that day, 
I had a distinct pain in my abdomen. Well, I had fibroids that had grown out of control. And within six to nine months of that exam, I had to have um, a hysterectomy because that uh, one that she touched was almost 16 pounds. And there were a whole bunch of other ones, like maybe a dozen, the, the surgeon told me. But that one had been in my body for so long and probably the um, sonogram person, because the, the sonogram girl tried to do the sonogram. And from my understanding, it's like they have to find one point and another point and another point, and, and then the machine kind of calculates. She couldn't do that. The mass was so huge. So she didn't know what was wrong. She called the head of the department. He came over to the clinic from the hospital. And he's like, oh, my God, girl, how long have you, again, how long have you had that thing in there? Like 10 years? Yes, that's how I think it was 10 or 12 years since I had given birth to my daughter at the time. And so they do all this and that. And like I said, it was humongous. It was 16 pounds. There were a whole bunch of other ones around it. And it had grown through my womb into my body cavity and it had metastasized. So I would, I was walking around with cancer for God knows how long. Thank God it was contained within these fibroids. Now we know as a community, especially black women and other women as well, I believe Asian women and Hispanic women, we have high rates of fibroids. So why don't we pay attention to that? Why don't we talk about that? Why don't we tell our children? My mother had them. You know, I believe an aunt had them. And and um, on my father's side, an aunt on my mother's side, and my mother. My mothers were, um, as I remember, they said like a grapefruit, an orange, and a lemon. So why don't we discuss it? Why don't we make our women aware, our young ladies, our girls aware, so that they know what questions to ask? when they go to the doctor. These things are vital to maintaining our health, to maintaining a good life, to maintaining your sanity, to not living in pain, to not living in fear. And, and because someone had it before me, I, I wasn't living in fear of that was definitely going to happen to me. But when it was mentioned to me that that is what was going on with my pregnancies, as opposed to lupus killing my babies, um, I really started to look into things and started to read about things. And that's what you have to do because you have to come to your appointment prepared with questions. You have to come ready to learn and take in what you need to take in. But, you know, these doctors see 10,000 people a year. I'm, I'm just throwing that number out there. 5,000 people a year, 2,500 people a year. You are friendly with them. Like I've been going to the same, um, what is she called? My, um, GP general practitioner for 20 years, but she has, you know, 5,000, 10,000 other patients. Plus she used to work for a trucking company and, you know, had those people coming through. So my specifics and my everything, I can't expect her to have that at the tip of her knowledge at the tip of her tongue, you know, I just, you can't expect that, but you can come in prepared with questions and you can look up things, not to go to wacky online services that are going to tell you something, have you scared half to death, but 
just so that you can ask questions. Even if you go to Wacky, if you if you have the right questions, they can say to you, you know, that's Wacky. Don't don't even think about that. Okay, so let's take a break here, and let me get back to uh, self care. The other self care topics we need to talk about. Hello, ladies. We're back. This is D at Black Girls Do Everything. And we're working on our self-care series. So hopefully you've all tried to at least draw your schedule, you know, in calendar form and put down the things that you do or try to do each day or, and you can be very basic, you know, housekeeping this day, um, taking the kids out this day, the hours that you set aside for homeschooling, the hours that are set aside if your child is online doing regular schooling. And all of the different things you you need to do, car maintenance, whatever is in your life. And one of the goals of self-care is that we want to start including some type of self-care weekly and daily and monthly. Because there are different levels of self-care. So, you know, put A, B, and C, A being highest um, taking the most amount of energy, B being minimal energy, C being almost no energy. And it's an individualized thing because everybody has a different need as far as their self-care is concerned. So once upon a time, you know, I'd say even last year for myself, you know, I'd like to get my nails done every three weeks. I love to get a pedicure once a month in the summer. I uh, like to get my hair cut every three or four weeks. I have very, very short hair now. And right, well, actually today I'm bald because I shaved all my hair off yesterday. <laughs> Not completely bald, but as close to bald as you could possibly get. Uh, I'm trying to think because my self-care is going to be out of the box from your self-care. I am a quilting fiber artist, so I do something with quilting every day or every other day. I'm an author. I'm trying to stick to writing every other day and doing something every single day for my writing business. I do a lots of uh, different arts and crafts. I'm trying to hone my two or three dozen down to six Uh, because I want to uh, work on a decluttering. And that might be a topic to bring up uh, here in the future. I need to focus on decluttering and organizing and purging. So all of those things are self-care for me. I Today, it's Wednesday. Now, when I stay in uh, Florida for the winter, which I'm not able to do right now because I haven't got my vaccine yet, so I'm still in upstate New York where it's freezing. And we're supposed to get between 6 to 10 or 4 to 8 inches of snow tomorrow. So I ran out to the supermarket and I got goodies and I got, you know, regular food stuff for us so that we're good to go. And I got sushi. It's Wednesday. In fact, I had to ask my daughter what day of the week it was. Because when I'm in Florida, I had gotten into Publix has $5 sushi on Wednesdays. Well, I come home to New York, and guess what? One of my local stores has it as well. So I've only done it maybe twice since I've been home. Um, But it's a treat for me, and that's part of my self-care. 
It's nutritious. It's not fattening. It's high in uh, protein. And I just feel like I'm doing something to spoil myself. And I like that. So, and then I like taking some home to my partner who eats the hot stuff that's in there. You know, that green wasabi stuff. I, I just a slight, a slight sliver of it will open up your whole head if you're sick, just so you know. The ginger as well, they put fresh ginger on there. But that is my idea of self-care. You know, eating something special might not be your idea of self-care. For some of us, it would be going out to dinner. To me, that's that's an A. That's a high-maintenance thing. This sushi is a C. I go, I pick it up, I, I do my grocery shopping, I come out and set it up, and I might even eat in the car just for peace and quiet and a little alone time, you know, because of this COVID thing. Um, there's always someone around me when I'm home. So, it's nice to just be alone and enjoy my sushi. I try not to eat it all. Have some for when I get home. I take some home as well. But, you know, for $5, that's a C. Um, getting my nails done, as long as it was budgeted into my budget, you know, that's a B. Because I have to go out to do it. I have my kid and my stuff and my shoes and my blah, 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 blah. Ready for that. You know, for some people, you know, that's they don't even think of that as self-care. That's the reality. Getting your hair done. You might not think of that as self-care. That's an A or a B, depending on how much hair you have. But uh, my latest thing that I've been doing since I've been home, I had intended to do this for quite some time. It comes up all the time. You guys know I'm a Wendy watcher. She talks about it every day, and that's moisturizing. And I, I get all these compliments about my skin that are very hard for me to take in because my skin is marked um, from acne. And even though I'm older, I still have it, which they claimed it was going to go away. But there's certain things that I do that I shouldn't do that cause me to have marks on my face. And then I have to spend a lot of time trying to get rid of them. So I recently bought, uh, I'm trying to think, is yeah, I bought two things. One is a Shea uh, Moisture, that company that was started by a black man and yeah, he sold it. But... Uh, I like uh, all, mostly all of their products, but he, I found in, I'm right near it, uh, starts with a B, Burlington. I found a jar of self-correcting moisturizer, but I had already purchased some moisturizer from MAC. And the first time, for the first time, it's not causing my eyes to water or I'm not having any kind of an allergic reaction. So this is a, between a B and a C for me, but daily washing of my face, which I do anyway, but then using a toner, I use Clinique. I have the three series. Um, I buy large when the large set comes out once or twice a year, every two or three years, I buy that. So that lasts me two or three years. And I have the pump on the top and I have the pads next to it in a little basket right on the back of the toilet. So that is right there in my face. I wash my face. I can use my toner. I can then put my moisturizer on, do my neck. Ladies, you know, as you're getting older, you need to moisturize that neck upward and Put a little couple of dots of moisturizer, put that in, a couple of dots of the corrector every single day. And habits are formed by consistently doing things. So for 21 days, pick something and do that consistently for 21 days to develop a habit. It has something to do with your brain 
and the way our brains function that you can take in that information and it's kind of stuck in there. That's the way I see it. So after 21 days of repetition, you just start doing it. You don't really have to think about it as much anymore. You may have to think about it during the 21 days and put up some stickies and whatever, whatever. But I feel so good about this that if I get back to my life of going out every day, I will continue to do this. I can see the difference in my skin because a lot of times the ashiness or the peeling, especially when I'm in Florida, I could see that. And so that is not happening now. I'm just so happy to have found one that's not irritating my eyes. So that is a blessing in of itself. So, you know, it's a big deal to me. It might not be a big deal to you, especially those of you who do it already. Simple things like moisturizing your hands. Um, and going back to my Wendy watching and she was pu- pushing gold bond and it's something that I bought a small tube of at Walmart because it was something that I liked and I just didn't consistently buy it because it's expensive and putting that on my hands every day. Now with COVID and constantly washing your hands and constantly using antibacterial stuff on your hands and da, 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 you need to wash your hands before you go to bed at night and put a good moisturizing lotion on your hands. If you can remember to do it during the day, you know, I in that same basket, I have a bottle of um, Nivea lotion. So if I can just put a little dot on it, because I actually, my hands were itching like crazy in my sleep, waking me up out of my sleep. Now, my grandmother, of course, always used to say that was money. You're not supposed to scratch your hands. Listen, it's dry. That antibacterial, those drops have alcohol in them and they're just drying up your skin and um someone complimented me the other day now my nails look horrendous but the skin on my hand does not betray my age so that's a good thing and i'll continue to work that i want my hands to look good god willing i make it to 90 there are women in my family that are getting there so and have gotten there so i'm trying to make my shell as appealing to me <laughs> for as long as possible. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about with self-care. I need you for your homework to write yourself a self-care list. What are the little things that you enjoy? When my children were little, I used to set aside $20 a month, use that for my crafts. Then when my children got older, I used to set aside that $25, $30 a month, and it was crazy enough it was to buy myself a matching bra and panty set why because as a mother that just was never all that important to me isn't that crazy and you're I'm married you know you know it's not like um flannel is appealing to him at all but over time it really was for me because he used to make fun of it but um because like I bought bright yellow I had bright orange but it was just nice you know because I'm a granny panty kind of girl but it was nice And little things like that. You do little things for yourself that are going to make you feel good. Hair barrettes, hair bows, headbands, hair, um, your wig, your accessories, a scarf. Something simple, inexpensive, but that just makes you feel good. A nice pair of inexpensive gloves. The tea bags that you like. You know, they're a little bit, they're a dollar more. Get them for yourself. 
just these little things. I need you to make a list of those things. And then the B things that take a little bit of effort in there. You know, what do we do for ourselves? Do we exercise? Do we walk? I'm a walker. I don't exercise, but I will walk. Um, There are just so many little things that are good for you, that help you, that nurture your mind and your spirit and your body and are important. One thing I want to learn and I'm, I'm looking into that I looked into when I was in Florida, I attended a free yoga class, yoga Pilates, something simple, but that will stretch you. I was having some issues a couple of years ago with falling. I broke my wrist. I hurt my back. Um, so I, I want to strengthen myself so that I can do these things, um, get my body stronger. So if that's important to you, then that is like a really great thing to put on your future to-do list, we'll call it. But the things already that you know you can do but really aren't focused on doing, but that appeal to you, that you like to do. Are you, you know, into the, the cricket and cameo silhouette die cutting? Do you like to make cards? Do you like to do home decoration, interior designing? What are the things that, that bring you joy? The simple things and expensive things as well as the expensive things. The expensive things might be in the A category. The things that take more time and effort would be in the A category. But the things that don't cost much, but they're moderately priced, sometimes with no price, but they take a little effort, those are in the B category. Then your C's are really the freebies, the easy, the things that you just take for granted that just kind of get done. Okay, I've been talking to you to death. I just want to make sure that I close up with what I need to bring up. I'm going to take a break and come back and close this out. Okay, it's D again, and we're going to close out this second self-care episode. Um, Number one on my list of things not to forget is there is a self-care workbook on Amazon under my name, Dorothy Huffman, H-U-F-F is in Frank, M-A-N. And it's at the discounted price. I've decided to leave it at the discounted price until March, which is uh, Women's History Month. So I was trying to think of something special for that. Okay, ADD, draw me back in again. Get back to the book. The workbook is there. If you can get the workbook, that would be great. Let me know. Send me a picture. I have four women so far who are entered into the drawing for a a free copy from me of one of my gratitude journals. And you will be entered as well if you send me proof that you got the workbook. If you're unable to get the workbook at this time, please just get yourself an inexpensive notebook from the dollar store or Walmart or wherever. And still follow along with with us and make your list and make your schedule and write now your ABC list of self-care items, you know, and your A's, of course, the, the more extensive ones, your doctor's appointment, getting health care if you don't have it, um, getting services you need if you don't have them. And then your B self-care items are sometimes moderately cost-wise, but they are things that bring you, you joy and relaxation. And the Cs are more of the low expense items that you kind of take for granted, but you know they're important to you. And, you know, exercise can be a B or a C, depending on if you go to a gym or you're doing in front of the TV or with YouTube. 
and um, you got your own weights and your own bands at home, you know, getting your nails done in the shop is a B as opposed to you doing it at home being a C. You have to, you know, get your supplies mainly. Um, dyeing your hair or as opposed to going out and getting it done. Doing your eyebrows as opposed to going out and get them done. I can't do that. I need to get it done desperately, but it's going to have to wait. <laughs> so those are the, you know, we're going to do our A, Bs and Cs. And then talk about that next week. I'm trying to do this weekly. It may drag into March. You know, the weather here in upstate New York is unpredictable. And access to my studio space is difficult when it's cold or when we get these crazy storms like we're getting tomorrow, which is why I'm trying to get this done today. So I did let you know the book is still at a discount. Um, up here... Purpose-filled life. I would like to do a monthly book club. I'm going to impose on some of my girlfriends and hopefully have two or three come on here with me each month to discuss a particular book. For March, I would like it to be Becoming by Michelle Obama. So if you've already read it, that's even better. I need you to write down five questions, five things we can talk about. I don't want to use a regular... Um, book club, whatever, whatever. And anyone who participates with me in the book club series will get a copy of my book club journal as my thank you for helping me do this. So Becoming is the one that I choose for March, Women's uh, History Month. And then um, I'm going to have you guys pick a book. You know, we'll make a list and each month, hopefully, I'll get one of my girlfriends to be the lead speaker, talker for that month about that book. And, you know, just think of the only two that I put in for the 12 months are Purpose Driven Life. I believe it's called. I read it many years ago. I want that to be one of the books that we cover because I want us to talk about living in our purpose, how important it is, how we figure it out and how it can help us as far as our mental health is concerned and our physical well-being. It's extremely important to live within your purpose and strive towards your purpose. And I've discussed this a few times um, previously. So I pretty much covered the A, Bs, and Cs. We spoke a little bit last time about the vaccine and my thoughts on it being your personal decision to do it or not to do it. If you consider that a part of your self-care, I personally am not imposing my opinion on anybody else. My stating my opinion is not imposing it on people. I, I tend to be that type of person. So I have to be very clear and state that because sometimes people feel like that's what I'm doing and that's not what I'm doing. I'm just stating my opinion. I happen to be an opinionated person, obviously. So let's, um, you know, hope that if that's what you want to do, like I want to do, that they continue to have them come roll out. I am restricted on my movement until I get it. Um, maybe, you know, I'll, I'll cover that again later. But uh, I pray that those of you who want to get it, get it. One of my girlfriends went yesterday. She had her first shot. My dad's going this week to get his first shot in California. She's in Virginia. And from what I'm hearing, people aren't really reporting any problems with the first shot if they do it's within the first 15 minutes because they're allergic to something in it it's only been like five people in the country 
supposedly that have had that kind of an instance. It's the second shot sometimes. And from what I'm hearing from different sources and reading is that sometimes it's because you've come into contact with the disease. You've had it before or your body is now fighting it. And I assume that if your body's fighting it, it's possibly because you had it before and you've got antibodies in your system. You know, a lot of people are asymptomatic and don't even realize that they've had the illness. And that's really scary. Really, really scary. So, you know, like I've said before, they say 75% of us get the shot. It will develop herd immunity within our communities. I see that even our government is reaching out to others. Oh, my goodness. It says it's not negative three outside. I don't. I hope that's not right. But anyway, <laughs> that kind of shocked me for a second. <laughs> that's the kind of cold I'm living in now. I've got a girlfriend in Texas. Here we go here. ADD, I, I warn you folks all the time. I have a girlfriend that lives in Texas, uh, uh, online girlfriend, and she's a crafter. And uh, she's in Texas, and she doesn't know snow, and she doesn't know cold like the cold that there is right now. And they're like saying to me they want to send it to me, and I'm like, oh, you can keep it. We have enough cold here already, and that, you know, we have no no issues, or we have no want for <laughs> Or any of that. And you'll hear me repeat again. I have a cousin, a woman, who works with her husband on a pipeline in Alaska. And a lot of times when I talk to her, it's colder here in upstate New York than it is where she is. Now, when I say upstate New York, I live in the Hudson Valley, okay? I live an hour and a half to two hours south of Albany. And I live an hour and a half to two hours, depending on traffic, north of Manhattan. I don't live in Buffalo or Syracuse or any of those places up there that have that bizarre weather. I'm in the middle. Now, in the valley, yes, we have some crazy stuff that goes on because part of my family lives at a lower uh, inclination incline and I live at a higher elevation. But, (laughs) you know, this weather is absolutely bizarre. So, like I just said, this is minus three outside. And that's just absolutely crazy to me. I I should be in Florida. That's all I have to say about that. I hope you're having a good week. I hope you're well. I hope this finds you well. I hope if you've experienced the virus that you've come through it completely or that you will come through it completely. Either way, take care of yourself. Be well. Stay safe. Wear your mask. You know, use your antibacterial wipes and your products to keep yourself safe as long as you can. Know that if you get the vaccine, you must continue, continue to protect yourself from the virus. And, you know, I just pray for your families. I pray for our country and our leaders. I hope that we get through this. You know, if we work together, we will get through this quicker. If we fight one another, you know, I see these people getting on planes, knowing they got to wear masks, they want to be ignorant. No, don't don't be that person. Don't let that be you. Don't be a Karen or Chris or whatever. Just be you, thoughtful, considerate, kind to yourself, loving to yourself. Sometimes we really have to learn how to love ourselves. Love all over yourself. So here we go again. This is now, I believe, my third episode. I didn't add music to it because a couple of people who have hearing issues are saying to me that it's a problem. But with the heat, the blower on, 
I'm afraid that some of the ambient noises might have gotten picked up. Last week's wasn't so bad, but I probably will try to figure out a way to go back to the music. I just happen to like that. And most of the people that I talk to do as well. But I'm trying to be, you know, courteous and try different things. As always, the opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the owner. And this is not to be copied and used in any way, shape, or form without the written permission of the owner. Have a blessed week. Take care of yourself, your family, and your loved ones. Be good to yourself. That's really important. That's what self-care is really all about. Being good to yourself on a regular basis because you deserve that. Take care.